Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And we get together every single day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and uh, help you in that journey to head back to the window and cash those winning tickets. Scott, it's French Open time. What'd you do this morning, buddy? I live bet some tennis. Of course you did. How you doing? Killing it? I'm up. I'm so up, baby. Can't complain. I'm up. Very good. JC Stone. He of course wants to talk about some tennis, some some tennis, some tennis. So you got Rafa, you got the Joker. Who you got there, Scott? Well, the match just started, but I like Djokovic winning. If I had to, my favorite play in it was both players to win a set. It's not exactly reinventing the wheel. You have two of the best players of all time. I'm predicting a bit of distance involved with those two, but I think Djokovic probably takes it in four. Okay. All right. Very good. Brandon Kuba says, it's time. Is that it? Is that pretty good? Yeah, good enough. Okay. Fair enough. Um, man. At what point do you think Bruce Buffer, if ever, will pass Michael Buffer? Oh, he will not. No. He you don't think not. he ever will? No. No. Nothing will ever be. Let's get ready to rumble. No, I'm sorry. Just, I, I'm just asking. Uh, no. I'm giving you my opinion. He will not. So. Okay. Uh, Magellan Sports says today is a great Dodgers alternative run line game. Oh, you mean the Dodgers to win, but to lose by like four or how many? No, I'm kidding. Just thinking that. Uh, the thinking, six and a half. Thinking of that uh, performance yesterday by the uh, Dodgers and uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates against the Dodgers bullpen. Shout out to Kimbrell. Yeah, yeah, nice job. It's uh it's like uh, it's like. How do you how do you get rid of Jansen and somehow end up with an even worse? It's closer? like Jansen. It's like Jansen never left. It's like Jansen never left. And but. Jansen was good when he left. Like we gave him a hard time, but he actually kind of shut us up a bit in that final season. Yep. And now they got a guy who's the equivalent of postseason Jansen. Yes. yes. Except it's pretty much every time he comes out, Kimbrel's just awful. Yeah, he's not. He's not good. He, I mean, Jones says he's taking it at four and a half. God, Godspeed, buddy. No, Mitch White's the uh, run support king. Yeah, yeah, Mitch White. He was the uh, we faded him last time to our demise. Yeah. So, all right, very good. Uh, I think he may have pay- passed him up in fancy suits as far as Bruce Buffer over Michael. Yes, he does wear some great suits. That'd be a great gig. That'd be a great gig. You know, and obviously there's a lot of guys that could do that. I think I could do it. I really do. But it's you got to be in the right. Well, first of all, helps have Michael Buffer as your brother. Yeah, but that helps. obviously you have to be in the right place at the right time, have the right person see and go, you know what we're going to do with you? We're going to make you a fucking star. Mm-hmm. So big X in the house. Um, Jalen says uh, over two and a half, uh, minus two and a half, over eight and a half is, mi- is plus 310. Okay. Well, I do certainly agree with uh, coupling with the over eight and a half. Uh, I think that's a solid play when you're trying to cover, when you're trying to cover three runs. Uh, yeah, probably going to go. Well, when you're also trying to cover four and a half, it means you're probably penciling the Dodgers in for what, seven? minimum yeah absolutely. that's what i'm saying so i don't mind that good to see joan in the house good to see everybody in the house if i haven't said hello to you my apologies i, I thought i think i've talked about everybody there in the comment section but hey now that we've got a few bodies good time to remind you don't forget to hit the hit, hit the like button hit that thumb smash that thumb we appreciate the feedback as do our bosses over there uh at the network and speaking of the network i want you to make sure you subscribe to the both channels on our youtube winnersandwiners.com, and the Max Wagers Network. And we keep telling you it's going to happen. And we got the word this morning that it is going to happen as of June the 13th, which is two weeks from yesterday. This oh, my sh- birthday. This show. Oh, well, happy happy, happy uh, two weeks out to your birthday, buddy. 
Thanks. Um, as of that date, we will be available only on Scott. Where? Max, Max Wagers Network. Oh, Max Wagers Network. That's right. So make sure you get subscribed to the Max Wagers Network. Keep all the great content coming. A lot of great content over there at Max Wagers Network. Of course, 12 o'clock. Sean Higgs doing midday money. 1 o'clock, it's the plus money, honey. Allie Burns doing morning wood. Chris and I, 2 o'clock with the parlays. Me and Scott, of course, 3 o'clock with our show. 4 p.m. brings Sean Miller talking soccer from across the globe. 5 o'clock brings it all home with the Earl Brothers, Nick and Tim, along with Detroit Lenny, giving you your game time decision at 5 o'clock Eastern. So check out all the great Max Wagers Network offerings. Get subscribed to the Max Wagers Network channel, and you'll get to see shows like Total Chaos, which we're uh, doing tonight. You're, you're going to be there? Uh, twice. Oh, that's right. You're doing the doubleheader. You're doing the uh, total. We're doing a tennis doubleheader. Total, ta- total tennis chaos. Yeah. And then we're doing to- total chaos. And Chris is actually going to be with us uh, doing that show. So nice. uh, a rare Chris appearance as well. So very good. Hey, speaking of the devil, the devil jumps up. It's Tim Earl, everybody. Tim Earl, the kid. The kid, not an old man like you, Rachel. 22. Mm-hmm. 22 is Tim Earl. So I'm a ye old handicapper. Scott, how do you like you like the uh, WNBA? Uh, how do you like that over 165 on the Mystics Fever? Mystics well, I'm Fever. Not, I'm going to say I'm not going to take the under because I have the Mystics team total over as my play of the day. So the main logic is Indiana's the worst defense in the league. They're also the fastest pace team in the league. Imagine the Citadel, but for women. So I'm going to go with the over. You know, the women can go to the Citadel now, Scott. It was, it was a no, big, I'm saying the, it was the a big basketball lawsuit team. and everything. Okay. The men's basketball team, you know, that used to play up-tempo and every game would have uh, 4,000 points. I'm familiar with their work, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So Absolutely. the Fever are kind of a similar, I'd say, philosophy. Yep. I'm going with the over. I think the Mystics probably get to 90 and change. Okay. And if that's the case, I do think you'll be looking at a pretty solid spot for an over. Indiana's offense is a bit dicey, which is why I ended up taking the Mystics only. But I see points. I see point, people. Yeah. All right. Very good, Skeeter. And, uh, of course, we want to remind you a great deal we got going on still over with our friends at Caesars. First bet insurance, and it is exactly what it sounds like. You make your first bet after your first deposit. Any Caesars sportsbook in any state there available, they will guarantee your first bet up to $1,100. So if you've got a, if you've got a play that you really like, hey, how about that Dodgers alternative run line? You want to put 1000 on that and make a little uh, – Plus three thirty five hundred, you can do it. And if uh, Magellan Sports happens to be wrong, which he rarely is, but if it happens today, Caesar says, "You know what? No harm, no foul. Happens to the best of us. Here's your uh, here's your thousand dollars back." So that's exactly the way it works. And of course, it is available only when the states where Caesar's is available. Uh, really? And you must be twenty one to play, except in New Hampshire and Wyoming, where you must be eighteen. Very chaos over there at Wyoming. Very good. Scott, how'd your day go yesterday? You know any good? Overall, it was okay. Yeah. Ended up losing my play today. I know we both had Tampa, and Rasmussen was awful, but the truth is when you lose out on a three-run homer in the first inning, you kind of know your bet's screwed. Bring that back in here. Pray that's... And then White, of course, homered later in the game just for the hell of it, yeah. but picked up a loss there. I did have the Rangers in Game 7, which okay. worked out at a nice plus price. Also, of course, had a joint play with you, which we'll talk about a bit later. Yeah which fared quite well. So overall, pretty decent day. Can't complain. But I do wish the Rays won. I believe I was slightly profitable, but not by much. 
Thanks, Joan. Uh, spiffy is always what I'm trying for. That's the goal. I look in the mirror every day. I say, do I look spiffy today? And usually I say no. But today, yeah, I, I feel pretty spiffy. I feel smoother now. now yeah, you got, uh, you got the little the, the stubble gone. Congratulations. Well, I know the rule. Uh, I only shave after I have a losing play today. Is that the deal? You don't mess with the winning streak, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Scott, I kind of, kind of took a, a a weird, not exactly a bad beat, but uh, I had the bullpen actually absolutely shit the bed yesterday. I had Miami on the on the uh, on the run line against Colorado. I liked Pablo okay. Lopez. He did his thing. Six innings, no no runs, three hits. Uh, very nice job. Miami had a one nothing lead. Well, I was going to say if if the one run was a four hundred ninety six foot home run, do you get bonus points for that? Uh, you do not. They did not give That's you unfortunate. any bonus. That ball was that. destroyed. It's like uh, yeah, not hitting it from. Uh, for, it's not like it's not like hitting a three pointer where you get. Uh, yeah. that, that'd be fun though. Over or over four hundred fifty feet. It's an extra run for you. Just tack that yeah. on. But then the Miami bullpen got involved, Scott, and they absolutely were dreadful. Colorado, worst bullpen in baseball, statistically speaking. Not yesterday, as they flipped the tables, and Colorado just blasted them in the last three innings. So uh, that was our loss. Of course, you and I talked about Tampa. I had the Rangers-Hurricanes under. Mm, that did not work out, as uh, I don't know if uh, Ranta getting hurt was the... Uh, it, didn't, it didn't matter. It, I mean, honestly, it probably didn't, but it certainly didn't. It certainly gives me a touchstone to, uh, to bitch and it didn't, about. It didn't help because the backup goalie sucked. But right. what did you really expect? I know he wasn't expecting to play, but Igor did whatever he could. You know, seventeen saves or sixteen saves in the first period. Right. But when you give up two power play goals in about the first, I don't know, seven eight minutes, going to be trouble. It's going to be rough. And I did hit a uh, I did hit an under in a game that we're going to talk about here in just a minute. So good to see Lex Steele in the house. Uh, ninjas in the house. I hope the Dodgers lose again today. Ninja sounds like he's still a little salty. I mean, I'm going to laugh if they lose again, but I'm kind of with Magellan there. It's one thing if you lose like one or two games to Pittsburgh, but the Dodgers, they might take some frustrations out because it seems like they've battled a couple of small injuries mm -hmm. in the lineup recently, but it feels like the Dodgers are kind of picking a B lineup instead of an A lineup, mostly involving Rios, and you've had Barnes in there every now and then, but it wouldn't surprise me after a loss or two to Pittsburgh if they just ramp it up a little bit. Play the good guys. Absolutely true. All right, Scott. Well, let's find out a little bit more in depth what happened yesterday. We'll start off with the winners and whiners, the people that uh, took it in the shorts, the people that took it to the bank. It's the good news, the bad news, and we always eat our vegetables first, and we'll have a little dessert here in just a minute. Let's find out who it is on the Tuesday edition of Call the Cops. All right, very good. Pull over. Pull over. We're going to start in the National League. Giants and Phillies under eight and a half. Giants led 3-2 into the ninth inning. Not just any ninth inning. Scott, the bottom of the ninth. The bottom of the ninth. No extras. No grand slams. That's all we got to guard against. Nope. Phillies tied it with the solo home run. And then three runs in the 10th inning. Oofta. Under eight and a half. We'll see you later. That game ends up nine. And looking at the second one, if you had the Braves and Diamondbacks over eight and a half, you had eight runs in the first five innings. And with Arizona's bullpen, you know the game's going over. Wait a second. Apparently the bullpen actually showed up because the game landed nine, zero runs in the final four innings. Had that one as a premium play, Scott. On the under, absolutely thought I was screwed and it was going to be a wipeout day. We were able to salvage a victory out of that one. So, And as you know, 
it is much better to go one and two than it is to go zero and three. And if you think about yes. it, you uh, if you go zero and three, you're down three hundred. If you go one and two, you're down a hundred. So that that one game ju- juice in there, but I'm, I'm just I'm just talking about in general. I'm just yeah without without juice involved. So maybe you're playing three parlays. You don't know. So yeah, you don't uh, know what I do. You don't know you don't know my life, man. And finally, staying in the major leagues because you know that's what played yesterday. Yeah, the Orioles Red Sox under 10, seven runs through the first eight innings. Baltimore. Baltimore. Boston scored zero, by the way. Yes. Baltimore. You talk about now we often use the phrase meaningless runs, and we imply the air quotes when we say meaningless. But that was truly the case yesterday as uh, Baltimore, they couldn't stop scoring, Scott. They couldn't find the off switch for that team. They put up three in the ninth inning. The game landed 10. And as you mentioned before, all the heavy lifting was done by one team, as you might have expected in that game. As you probably didn't expect, it was the Orioles. Well, it was a bad beat push, of course, but when you're up, when you have seven runs and need to avoid three, and I tell you beforehand, Boston's going to score zero, you'll take your chances. That's a push loss. Yeah, it's a push loss. That's a push loss right there. All right, well, there was some good news out there. These are the people that have those nice, easy victories. They got to spend Monday night the end of their holiday weekend, just relaxing, kicking back, maybe having a little scotch, maybe having a little bourbon and a cigar perhaps because you, my friends, were sawing them off deep in the arms of the rocking chair. So the first one, if you had the New York Rangers on the money line at around plus 130, I know both of us liked that play against the Hurricanes yesterday. They scored the first four goals of the game and they ended up winning the game 6-2. to two. Yep, that went in pretty good shape there. And if you had the uh, Marlins team total under a five and a half against the Rockies, mm, had to put this one in there. They scored one run in the second inning and no runs in the other eight innings. Congratulations, they finished with one, and that was not enough to win that game. Oofta. And the last one, if you had the Texas Rangers team total over three and a half against the Rays, they scored four runs in the first two innings. And they finished with a nine. Were both team totals for the Rangers yesterday three and a half, Scott? I believe the Rangers were two and a half because the total in that game was five. Oh, very Car- juiced and, five and a half. And Carolina was the favorite. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I'm assuming the Rangers were two and a half at potentially plus money. If you'd have played a, a two-team TTO uh, Rangers, you'd have done okay. Yeah, you did pretty well. I Very good. Well, let's find out. Uh, Oddsmakers, you just had really one sport to concentrate on yesterday. You had no excuses. I don't know what you. I don't know what you're doing out there, but uh, this game, we definitely had some questions about. There were some couple of questionable things yesterday with the lines, but this one stood out more than any others. Oddsmakers, hey, put the Jack Daniels down. It's obvious you guys are drunk. All right, so we'll uh, we'll take a spin in the major leagues. And the total in the Nationals-Mets game yesterday was nine, Scott. Uh, that was a full game, right? Uh, the total was yeah. not for the well first couple innings. Mm, took them two innings to get there. Two innings, and it was nine. Game landed 13-5. to five. They doubled up that nine. Anytime you double up your total, you got to ask the odds makers, uh, what are you guys drinking? And for the record, by the way, they had nine in the first two. The game went over in the third inning. Yeah, there you go. But the Nationals, of course, uh, you know, some teams on Twitter will occasionally refuse to post the final score when it's particularly embarrassing. I have seen that, yes. So the Nationals yesterday tweeted final 
uh, slash slash. The Mets had a lot of hits, comma, but so did Nickelback. That was their uh, tweet final recap okay. for the game. Okay. Which okay. kind of sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah. When you lose 13 to 5. That's funny. I mean, what else are you going to do? Uh, nothing. I just found it amusing. Yeah, that's a, that's a good tweet. I did I did see that. I, I thought that, that was a uh, a high quality tweet indeed. And uh, let's uh, let's uh, checking in with the comment section here. Uh, the doll looking good early. There you go. He's got over eight and a half uh, on that Phillies game. James S in the house. Jones says she took Celtics second half and covered. Whoever's ahead after first half usually covers second half. Try it and see. Scott, you got a theory on that? You got a, you got an opinion on that theory? Well, I feel like that kind of just goes based on the fact that we've had a bunch of blowouts, right? So if you're expecting a team to get off to a decent start, we have seen, I'd say, little to no resistance. Is that fair? Yeah. Yep. For the most part, that's been that's been the case. It hasn't been it you haven't had many games where it's been a tale of two halves. It's it, we had a couple in that Celtics Miami series, mm-hmm. but for the most part Besides game one, where Miami outscored Boston by 25 in the third quarter, it's been kind of a steady, I'd say, increasing of lead over the course of four quarters. Well, Boston was up six at halftime? Yes, I believe so. What was the number in the second half? Because they ended up winning by four, so it was like... Well, pregame, they were minus what, three? Um, two and a half, three, yeah, whatever you got it at, yeah. I'm assuming maybe Miami plus two, maybe you pushed... Huh. I don't know. Uh, Good question. I don't know. Okay. All right. Jones says it works. I believe Joan. So very good. Uh, Corbin's on the mound tonight. Uh, yeah. That's is that an auto fade for you? Against the Mets, kind of has to be, doesn't it? Against anybody. Against anybody, but the Mets especially, because the Mets have actually been a very solid team this season. Mm, yeah. They're of for, course, they've first, seen first Corbin place in the division. I was gonna say they've seen Corbin a bunch, so. I'm expecting them to fare well against him, but Corbin is. Uh, how do we put this? Bad. He's. Uh, if he was pitching in the uh, in the Mexican league, he would be called No Bueno. Yeah, I believe that's his nickname. Actually. <laughs> Patrick No Bueno Corbin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Earl says, uh, "Let's go Mets." He's a big Mets fan. He's got. He's got to be loving life. They've got the biggest divi- biggest division lead of any team in baseball. Well, they should. The division sucks. Okay. All right, it's not good. It's not a. Uh, it's not a good division. We thought it would be. We thought it'd be way better than that. I'm not gonna lie. We thought the. We thought the Braves would be good. We thought the Phillies would be better. Thought I the, didn't think the Braves were gonna be that good. Well, you, you didn't think I had the team total. Gonna, I, had the, I had the win total under. For Atlanta. What I'm saying is, you thought they would be better than they are. They're three games under 500. They, we, nobody. Nobody said they weren't gonna be 500. What was their total? 89 and a half or so. Yeah, I think so. I can't say I'm fully surprised they get off to a slow start because we saw the same thing last year. That's true. And then they kind of just picked up and you know took off after that. Yep. But either way, we'll see what happens with Atlanta. It's a long season. But we usually see teams after a Cinderella run, so to speak. Fall to back to the earth. Title, yep. They usually fall back down to earth and then some. Of course, Kansas City is a different story because they lost the first time and they made it back the second time. Right. But if you win... Usually, you see a massive win total discrepancy mm-hmm. where people go, "Why is it so low? They just won the title." And shockingly, it goes under the majority of the time. I think that's a that be that now that would be a trend that I would be interested in seeing. Um, Selective recall would suggest that I'm right. Agreed, agreed. I just want to see 
if the stats back that up and if they if they transfer to other sports as well. I want to see yeah. if it's not only baseball, but if they transfer, um, you know, obviously to the NFL and uh, the NBA. So, Tim saying that the Braves World Series was a fluke. I know that part of that's because you're a Mets fan, but I agree. A lot of stuff had to go right for Atlanta, especially after losing Acuna and Soroka. Right. And yet, you know, the trade for Solaire did a bunch for that team. He was great in the World Series. Yep. One World Series MVP, I believe. That's correct. And Atlanta did what they needed to do. I mean, they beat the Dodgers after choking last year, got nice revenge there. You know, it happens. We saw the Nationals pull off a bit of a fluky World Series there where they got hot. You had the Kershaw bullpen appearance in that elimination game in the first round. And then you had the Kendrick Grand Slam in extra innings. The thing about fluky championship runs is you still got to make the plays. Yes. And Atlanta made the plays. So, um, yeah, I, I, I when, do you think it, Atlanta puts an asterisk next to their title saying fluky? I don't I do, think so. I do not believe so. In fact, so. you know, when you're playing, when you're playing seven game series. Yeah. Uh, well, five in round one, but yes, I was going to, and then I was going to say five in five in the first round. It really cuts down the opportunity for fluky shit. I'm, I love I love Tim, but I think he's, he's got his Mets colored glasses on, calling that a fluke. I mean, you... I also don't know what fluky truly means because does that suggest that they caught lightning in a bottle and they were awful before and awful a- after? Because Atlanta was consistently winning the division every year. Right. They just never actually put it together for a title run. I wouldn't call the Capitals' title run a fluke in hockey. Right. Just because they finally pulled it off doesn't change the fact that they had been the best team in the Metro division for several years. And they finally managed to not fall apart for the span of a month and a half. Yeah. Fair enough. I think the fluky part was the injuries they overcame. I'll concede that point, but the overall talent, they're still a very good baseball team. And they were last year. Agreed. And that bullpen was sick. So Jones says you guys are done with winners and whiners on YouTube come June 13th. That is the, I believe our daily YouTube Plays are yes still going to be on winners and winners. Yes, I think our daily our daily plays that Scott and I both do that we post late at night, early in the morning, those will still be available at both spots. But this show will be available exclusively at the Max Wagers Network, as will all the other stuff that you've come to watch on the Max Wagers Network. So I'll break it. I'll break it down in a more simple way. The pre-recorded stuff will be on winners and winners. The live streams will be on Max Wagers. Yeah, it would be nice if Max Wagers would put the newest show on the damn. Uh, David, I so agree. Um, we're this is part of that move because apparently we we started. We actually hired a YouTube consultant, believe it or not. And Ooh. one of the things she told us was when you're splitting the when you're splitting your uh, your home base, so to speak, that the posting is really weird because YouTube thinks you're trying to spam. They think you're trying to put the same shit on multiple channels. So your your videos get deprioritized. So that is the biggest reason that we're going exclusively to the Max Wagers Network. So the videos should be able to be found easier and in a more sensible fashion in chronological order of when they're posted. So that's a great, great point, David. And that's one of the things we're trying to address by this move. Is there any way to keep the comments up after the show? They keep telling us there is, and they, but we don't know what it is because I've always had a beef with that when you're trying to see comments because you want to see comments during a live show. You want to see what people are playing. You want to see what people are on. You want to see people's opinions. I agree. We've got, I brag about the comment section. I brag about the, the audience that we have for this show. 
and then to not be able to see some of the stuff that they put out that's, you know, let's be honest, a lot of plays very much just as valuable as the ones you and I put out. Yes, I think you're I think you're missing out on a very important element of the show. So that is still a work in progress, Brandon. I promise. Uh, we can't hide from you. Yes. I've tried I've tried it many years with the law and uh, yeah, they ultimately get you. So Oh man. You ever been in jail? You ever go you ever been arrested? No. No, never. Not once. Not one never one Not night. In one jail. single time. I'm missing out. Wow. Okay. No, I just I'm just I'm just asking. I just I no. always like always like to check in. So all right, my friend. Well, we found out they about can't you. Ar- they can't arrest you if they can't find you. That's right. That's right. Now you're you're on to Brooklyn. Uh, you like allegedly? How, how you like Brooklyn? You like it? Can't complain. Got I some... mean, overall, it's relatively quiet because I mostly, if not entirely, work from home. So it's not like I really need to interact much. But <laughs> I, pretty quiet. I, most, area. I mostly work from what are you fucking bagging groceries? <laughs> yeah, you. No, I, I literally just work from home. <laughs> right. Occasionally, I'll leave and get lunch. That's uh, well, basically the extent of my lunch I'll, break. I'll try to scam the occasional tennis tournament, but other than that, other but, than that, I mean, I'm other pretty... than that, I'm mostly just here. So it, it's fine. Can't complain. Well, the other day I asked you whether you'd been to the grocery store or Vegas more since you moved to Brooklyn, and you had to think about it, but you did think. I had to think about it, but it's grocery store by a nose. Three to two. <laughs> Groceries. It's a photo, it's a photo finish. <laughs> you know? What's the best restaurant by your new place? Best restaurant? There's an Italian place which name whose name I can't remember, yeah. but it was very good. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Outstanding. I have a weakness for Italian food. There's some great fucking Italian food in New York City, man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's one of my... One of my favorite things to do whenever I go to the big city is I got to hit at least one uh, local Italian joint. Do you have a signature or favorite Italian dish? You know, I I, I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm a fat man who likes pasta, so it's really hard to find a bad one. But I like a good, high-quality meatball. I can, I'll judge a place okay. by their meatball, whether they're using pork or veal or mixing the meats with it. So I'll uh, I'll usually oftentimes just have the ba- the basics. I'll have spaghetti. I'll try their meatballs. I want to see what their sugo. I want to see how their sauce tastes, uh, their gravy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I want to check their meatballs. So, yeah. Can't I lo- call it sauce. It's only gravy. That's right. I, it's, it's, uh, my, my mistake. I screwed up there. Yes, the gravy. So, yeah, I love it all. Nothing, you know, manicottis, uh, fucking uh, uh, ravioli, lasagna. I, I love it all. I love Italian sausage. Um, big fan of the desserts, the wedding cake, the tiramisu, the cannolis. But uh, if I'm going to go to a joint, I'm probably just going to try the uh, the basics and, and and judge them from there. So I usually stick with the penny olive vodka. Uh, Joan wants to know if we have pants on. Uh, I'm guaranteed we're on. both wearing shorts. Um, I have shorts. Yeah, I, I wear shorts all the time unless I'm going out to somewhere where I like. My wife would scorn me if I had long if I didn't have long pants on. You know, usually like to dinner or something like that. I'll put on a pair of pants, but. Nah, we got shorts on. I guarantee it's the it. official, you know, Zoom protocol. You just wear shorts. Yes. Now, the good news, Joan, is we are wearing shorts. We're not. Yes. We're not. Uh, we're we're not. Uh, what do you What do you call it? Um, Free bowling. Yeah, that was not the the other one. Um, commando. Commando. We're not commando. We're not down downstairs. That's uh, that's not good. Not not good for the show. Not good for the furniture. So, Bronco Devil says he honeymooned in New York City. So the office lined up an Italian restaurant for us. It was straight out of The Godfather. Yeah, I if I love the uh, if if you, especially if you go to Manhattan, man, most of the restaurants are like they're like shotgun style. They're very narrow and they go back a little ways. They're much smaller. If you come from the like the Midwest or the West and you're used to walking into you know fucking four hundred seat restaurants, you are going to be amazed when you go to New York because they are mm-hmm. they are most of them are very very small. Yep, that's true. Very good. 
Uh, Scott says you're in desperate need of the sun. <laughs> well, I'm not going to have to worry about that for too long because since it's now 95 degrees outside, it's actually pretty hot. It's basically summer here. We have a tennis court locally, so I'll play with my roommate every now and then. Very good. Somebody said earlier, hippie, get a haircut. I'm assuming they weren't talking to you. so Could be. I need a haircut, too. Yeah, get a My haircut. haircut, once again, grows more like based on thickness instead of length. Right. But I could probably use a haircut. I shaved. I just didn't take anything off the top. Waiter was an old guy named Guido. Very good. Nice. Um, you ever been to a joint where they like come and play music at your table? Uh, I cannot say that I have, but I've heard it in the distance. Yeah, it's a, it's it's pretty cool. My uh, occasionally, my, if you say it's a birthday, yeah, band or something might come out briefly, play a tune. Do you if you go to, do you like to go to somewhere for your birthday like where they'll sing and clap to you? Happy Not happy really. birthday. No. I mean the truth is when it comes to going out, I'm really not a big person for my dinner. I mean for for my birthday. I really don't need a big thing like holy crap, you're turning 25. Celebrate. Right. Like I'm not that type of guy, but usually one of my parents will want to take me out and of course they can't resist to have them bring out a piece of cake for $40 <laughs> and that comes with the whole song and dance, you know? You know exactly what I'm talking about. I do. You sound just like you sound like me talking. Oh, thanks for the cake. How much is that cake? Like one slice, it's forty bucks. I'm like, you know, it's the. I hope I get to take the band members with me or something. Like, you know, we get to go on tour. Brandon, for forty bucks. Brandon Kuba said they came to his table in Mexico for the, the mariachi. You know what mariachi bands are that, that doesn't get reported enough? They're fucking loud. Really? They're, they're I know, really. I didn't know that. They're really loud, the man. The band with the huge instruments are loud. I really and, didn't know. And that. the guy screams the scream singing. Ay, 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 ay. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good, I know exactly what you're talking about. Good times. Hey, who's going to win this hockey game tonight, buddy? The Western Conference final startup. You got the best team, at least in the West, maybe in the NHL, in the Colorado Avalanche. You got the Edmonton Oilers. They finally climbed the mountain, Scott. They're in the finals. Uh, Colorado, big favorites tonight, minus 170. Seven. Seven is the number. We were talking about that before the show. Seven. What you got? For me, I'll go with Colorado and regulation. I'll cut into the juice a little bit. Okay. As much as I respect Edmonton for beating Calgary and for, of course, having McDavid and Dreisaitl and that whole group, do you trust Mike Smith? The answer is obviously not. Now, who do you do trust? Think- you, you trust? You trust Kemper more? I think Kemper is a much better goalie than Smith. And I will concede that Kemper has not been amazing this postseason. He's been better than Markstrom. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, where's Markstrom? Markstrom was a Vezina candidate who fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if Kemper can even be mediocre, I'll take my chances. Because what we've seen from Smith is a lot to be desired. And even when he plays well, we know Colorado can get a bunch of shots on net. And we know Edmonton gives up a bunch of shots on net, which is not a good combo. Colorado should end up with probably 40-plus shots in the majority of games, if not 35-plus shots. Yep. I'll go with the volume. I'll take Colorado in the altitude. I'll take him at home uh, in regulation. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um, Brock Devil said one of the guys in the band smiled and he was missing teeth. So the apparently the dental plan for the mariachi union not as good as you might anticipate. I just didn't know hockey players were in mariachi bands. Oh, that's good. See, that's very oh. good. Um, oh, Bob. Oh, talk about Bob Newhart. You like, you like Newhart as a comic? You know, Newhart, okay. a bunch of Newhart stuff. They're better ones. They're you, worse ones. You know what he was known for as, as a young comic? You know what his shtick was? No. The one-way phone call. 
he would uh, he would use that halting delivery and do one side of a phone call and make people oh. laugh. That that was his stick. So Peter Wolf, we we didn't see Peter. Well, I, I like him. I, you know, classic old old timey comic, but yeah, very good stick. Uh, what do you think about the hockey game tonight? I'm, I'm not going to take the under. <laughs> I, I'm looking at Colorado team total over. It's three and a half at like minus 145 with the empty netters and everything and the pace that this game should be played at. I still like the over, but I'll dare Mike Smith to beat me. I'll take Colorado, one of if not the best home teams in the league, to win in regulation. Okay, that's that's solid. Um, uh, Larry, Larry Sports Talk says congrats on the Celtics. Uh, yep, well done. Red Skelton, another good one. As far as the game tonight goes, here's the thing. I have, I'm not interested in doing two things. I'm not interested in laying 170 with Colorado. I think that's I think that's a little too mm-hmm. steep. And I'm also not interested in playing the under. Now, do I want to get involved with the over at seven? Uh, probably not. What we, we what was it juiced to 135 for six and a half, Scott? Well, I was going to say that over seven right now is around plus 110. Okay. So if you end up getting a six and a half, you can end up with around minus 135. Yeah, I'm okay. Minus 130, give or take. I'm okay with that. Oilers. I, it sounds like we're on the same page, though. The Avalanche in regulation is let me is minus one fifteen. Yeah, I, I would, think that's a pretty fair price. If you play, if you force me to just make a straight bet, I would have to take Edmonton for the value. Although I think yeah. you know, I think the Avs probably win. Uh, Lex Steele asking an interesting question. Oilers team total over two and a half. It's a lot of juice, but I don't mind it. We saw that three a flat three was around minus one ten. And two and a half was around, I want to say, 150? minus one, yeah, 150, 160, yeah. I think. Now, once again, if you shop around, maybe you could find yourself a 145. But I found 165. It doesn't fully bother me because I expect goals. But we saw Edmonton willingly get into a track meet because that's how it prefers to play hockey. Correct. Yeah, Colorado's not known to dump and chase that much. So I expect to see a lot of up-tempo action. Yeah. And with both goalies being inconsistent Smith being mostly bad. I'll go with the over. I don't mind the Edmonton team total over, but I have more faith in Colorado to do the heavy lifting. Kev, in my Co- opinion. Kev Cook wants to take a little spin on the Oilers money line. Yeah. Like I said, if I was, if you, if you made me, if you made me make one bet, one straight bet, uh, that's the one I'd play. Now I do like your abs and regulation. I don't, we talked about this before. I don't necessarily like the abs to cover the puck line, Yeah, but I do like them to, uh, to win that one in reg. So, uh, very good, Scott. Any uh, any insights as far as the basketball goes? I know it doesn't start for a couple of days. You got any early bets that you're getting involved with? Uh, yes. About six months ago, I took the Warriors to win the title, and I got that at forty three to one in a parlay. So that's my early bet. I got the Warriors that I'm sweating out from a free bet to win the title. As for the actual series itself, the more that I thought about the series, I've been trying to be extremely unbiased because that's how I try to handicap everything i originally liked boston and then as the boston miami series continued to go on i started to like golden state more and i might have overrated boston they're still a very good team they're in the finals i I had that and i am not surprised they're there i think it's a serious red flag with how they close games they are so bad offensively in the final couple minutes of the fourth quarter And Golden State has been so good at closing games for so long 
Golden State has home court advantage. They're undefeated at home in the playoffs. And Boston's 5-4 and four at home this postseason. So there are a lot of angles that point in favor of Golden State. And you also have to wonder about experience. And I'm going to ask you, how much is experience worth? Would you say that it's worth 20 cents? 30 cents? Because you're looking at Boston's roster, they don't really have any guys that have been there before. Yeah, and there's a there's a question about once you've played this many series, do, have you already leveled up in your experience? If you're Boston, have the, have the, have the previous three series uh, made a difference? I think you can argue yes, unless the point is that they are so used to being stuck at playing Eastern Conference teams in the playoffs. Right. And you could talk about how, even though Boston is still young, they did go to Game 7 at home against LeBron a couple years ago. Right. They choked it. They lost. But the point is they had been there before. Now you're reaching another level of pressure, and the fact that you have off days in between each individual game might heighten the pressure for a team that hasn't been there before. Fair enough. Larry wants to know if you're hedging. I think I know you well enough to know the answer. My question is, when do you start hedging and how do you do it? I do like Golden State in game one. I think that Golden State, based on what we've seen in the postseason so far, they've been a great game one team. And Boston, for the most part, has really been a team to make adjustments for game two. They don't actively punt game one, but they haven't been good in game ones. The one win they have in game one was against the Nets. And it took the Tatum buzzer beater where they had to come from behind. So you can make a serious argument that Boston should be over in game ones in the playoffs. Right. So I'm going to go with Golden State. They have the rest advantage there. And I do think Golden State will play well in game one behind the home crowd. The question is, do I think Boston can respond for game two? If I'm going to hedge, it would be after game one. Has to be. For me. Yeah. I think Golden State will win game one. Okay. Do you? Yes. Yes. Um, based on the fact of uh, you, you touched on both of the, the factors that I'm putting and I'm looking at. They played extremely well at home, and Boston hasn't played great on the road, and they have sucked in game one. So, yep, no Boston's question, been no very good on the road, but the issue is you're looking at them in game one. They really have been willing to take notes. Well, what are they? Were they five and four on the road? Uh, well, they're four and five at home. Okay. I mean, they're five and four at home. Boston is? So, Boston's 5-4 and four at home. Okay. So, they have to have seven wins on the road. Right. And I'm trying to think of how many games they've lost. They went to seven against Miami and Milwaukee. So, they played... Three in uh, each of those? No, four, I was four and say, three. They played, they, played, they played three against Milwaukee on the road and four on the road against Miami. I just said. Yeah. So, based on that... Uh, yeah, you can do the math in your head, but they're above 500 on the road. Okay. All right. Um, Xavier is, uh, Larry, Larry's telling me they're seven and two. Okay. Seven and two on the road. Right. All right. That's better. That's better than I thought. I knew they, I just knew they'd stepped up a couple times. I didn't realize. I thought they were a little closer to 500. Very good, Larry. Thank you. Um, we were almost there. We once we figured out how many games total we were, we were almost there. Yeah. Carry the seven and, uh, yeah, that's what right. Yeah. Uh, Xavier jumping ahead. And this is the next question I was going to ask. So, uh, who do you like in the majors today? I know we have a, uh, I know we have a bit of a, a farm play in the majors, but there's some other games we can talk about. Are you uh, interested in Charlie Morton with the Atlanta Braves? Uh, am I interested in Charlie Morton? 
It's a good question. Yeah. Probably that much. I mean, Morton's been a bit underwhelming mm-hmm. so far this season, and I'm being kind of generous because he has a five plus ERA. Atlanta is laying a decent price here. Arizona's been underwhelming recently, but they also played the Dodgers four in a row, and shockingly, they lost all four. I think I'm actually going to go lean to the Dimebacks here. Yeah. I just don't think the Braves should be minus 160. And I'm not a big fan of Castellanos. I don't think he's a great pitcher by any means. Right. But Morton is not having the season that I'd like for him to be laying 160. Yeah. And Atlanta's also 9-12 and 12 on the road. I think it's Arizona or pass. Maybe look for a team total. Yeah, Morton had a couple of starts after getting off to a terrible start for the season. He gave he had a couple of really good starts, and you're like, oh, he's back. And then he's given up seven runs in his two starts since then. So he hasn't. I'm looking at the over. I think you'll see runs. Yeah, that Castellanos is fucking dead to me for at least for at least a couple starts after what he did to us last week. Yeah, no respect, no respect at all for. But him. it's over a pass. I don't really like either pitcher. Uh, it's Patrick Corbin day, Scott. You want to take you want to take a. You want to take a counterintuitive swing there with two terrible pitchers starting? Uh, you want to play under nine and a half? You have any interest in that game? Under nine and a half when they combined for about thirteen runs in the first three innings yesterday? Just, no, just, I have no interest in the under. All right. Uh, sometimes, matchup, sometimes yeah. things look obvious and they really are. Is what you're saying? When you have a I'm pit. really not going to try to get cute with it. The Mets have scored at least eight runs in three of their last four games. Okay. And the Nationals have scored at least five runs in. Let me pull this up. It's at least four or five. Yeah, in four of their last five games. So both teams offensively have been good recently. I'm just going to go with the over. Okay. Bronco Devil says, I meant Morton, not Musgrave. Dude, I was I was just, it was on my list of shit to do. I was going to call you out for like, Joe Musgrave pitching for a, the Braves? Really? Yeah. So. Um, the Ageless Wonder, Wainwright, decent price on the Cardinals. Scott? Playing 120, 125 against Blake Snell, who has done, uh, I don't know, what do they say, uh, nothing. But oddly enough, this is why ERA can be a little deceiving. Blake Snell, 6.00 ERA. Adam Wainwright, 3.12 ERA. Who has the better whip? Blake Snell. 122, I'm I'm going with Wainwright. Uh, I mean, you mentioned that the whip could be potentially, I'd say, worth noting. Just something to look at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Wainwright's been dominant at home for, what, his entire career? Yeah, yeah, since the 70s. And Snell's been, once again, meh. I mean, it's mostly bad, but if you want to use the whip as an argument, then you could say he's been mediocre at best. Right. But I'm going to go with the Cardinals here. Wainwright at home, we know how good he's been his entire career. Snell, really, since he got pulled in the World Series, has really not been very good. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, he's dealt with some injuries. Yeah, you know, you definitely. But the injuries are important because he doesn't go much length. Yes, correct. And he really never has. No. He's always been an inefficient kind of guy, and that's. So uh, I'll go with the Cardinals because even if Snell pitches well, he'll go what into the sixth inning. Yeah, maybe the Padres bullpen is okay, not amazing. Right. I'll go with the Cardinals at home. Okay. Uh, Reginald Luker says he's got the Nationals underdog, keeping his fingers crossed. Well, that's a nice payoff if you hit it. So. Good luck to you, sir. Um, fade the Royals. That's my that's my uh, hot tip for the day. This is a just uh, a dreadful team right now. There are all kinds of problems. There is a there's a fire burning at uh, Coffin Stadium right now. They're just two and eight. 
over their last 10, it doesn't really matter who they're matching up against. Uh, Lynch is pitching tonight. He was uh, he was decent his last time out. He gave up uh, two earned, but he was in and out of trouble all night as he gave up seven hits, two walks, and five and a third, six strikeouts. I, I don't honestly, I don't care he's pitching. I don't care if it's uh, Daniel Lynch, Larry Gura, Dennis Leonard, Brett, Sa- Brett Saberhagen. I don't care. This is a, Saberhagen. I'll, I'll back Saberhagen. This is a uh, this is a terrible terrible baseball team right now. Cal Quantrell. Scott, I know you're not a contour, control, a contour, Quantrell. No, I, I can't guy, be but... that mean about him because because he's. Because he's actually been decent for the last year and a half. Yeah, it's been all right. He's given up uh, just three earned runs in his last thirteen innings uh, against Cincinnati and Houston. You're getting a, you're getting a decent price. Here's the here's the time of the season, kids. If you're getting if you're able to fade the Royals at one forty or less, it's an auto play. It's an auto play. All right, until I tell you different, because that's how they roll. Especially since Corbin's not pitching. What's that? Oh, or like Hunter Green. Yeah, like you have an actual decent starting pitcher. Yeah, yeah, but again, when you reach this point with Kansas City, it doesn't fucking really matter because they're gonna they're they're in that point in the season where for the next month they're likely gonna win lose three out of four. And well, I'm just saying you can down. just counter the point of saying well the line is so low and you could say well the starting pitcher probably sucks but Quantrill doesn't. The John, line's probably closer to 150. Joan wants to know if we uh, have any parlays or do we leave it to Chris. Uh, we will play the occasional parlay. We do not do it for a living like Chris does, but Scott has hit a couple of very nice parlays here about a week ago when he was in Vegas for the weekend. He hit some, hit some snappers. At a 17-1 to 1 to 13-1. to 1. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't play big. Uh, I'll, play a two, I'll play a two-teamer. And I, may, I only did that because I was in Vegas. I'll play a two-team like parlay. the only reason why I did it. Yeah, we, we're not generally parlay guys. I will put one out there occasionally as a play of the day. Uh, hit one a couple weeks ago and missed one uh, this week. So yeah, I am a bit of a parlay guy, but it's mostly two picks. If I want to turn a minus 150 and like a minus 170 into plus something, then occasionally I'll do that. Yep. Tennis, I'll do it on occasion as well. Same thing, like over three and a half sets, et cetera. But for the most part, I'll usually make most of my money in straight bets. And then maybe eat into some of the winnings for a couple of long shot shots in the dark. Fair enough, fair enough. And I know you like to take, uh, I like you like to take those free plays on parlays. Pretty much, but once again, it's a situation where parlays, for the most part, are a serious negative EV type of play. Yeah, which is why most, I'd say, pro handicappers will never actually do parlays. I kind of found a hybrid where I'll try to make money with straight bets. And then if I have that, then I can actually use some of the winnings to kind of free roll my way to a parlay, so to speak. You, never, if I lose the straight bet, I'm not going to splurge on a parlay. If you take nothing away from this show other than what I'm about to say, that is a successful show for you. That is the one way to beat the books. It's the one way to beat the casinos. You play their own money against them. You're not going to beat them with your money because they got way more money than you do. So you have to you have to reinvest your profits and you have to beat them with their own money. It's the only way to do it long-term. There you go. Um, What else? Any other games you're looking at before we get rolling? Uh, Not particularly. Okay. Uh, once again, my play was in the WNBA, so I wasn't exactly a big fan okay. of the baseball card. I know the Yankees are against the Angels. Uh, by rule, uh, Montgomery is unable to pick up a win. It is against the Yankees' code of ethics. Montgomery has to get a no decision in every start he has. Fair enough. So I don't mind the Angels' first five plus a half. You have Syndergaard returning to New York. Of course, you know, used to be on the Mets, but still. Right. And Montgomery 
does not get wins. So I don't mind the Angels keeping it close. I think it's a decent spot to pick up some plus money. Yep. Very good. Very good. All right. Let's do it. We uh, didn't talk much about our farm play yesterday. It was successful as we had uh, we had poor 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 old uh, <laughs> Shesterkin. He's not that old, but he might have gained seven years from that performance. Uh, we knew he was going to be pummeled like uh, like Custer was by arrows at Little Bighorn. He was pummeled like that by pucks. And what did he end up with, Scott? 37? I want to say at 36, but 36? we had Igor Shesterkin over in saves, and he had 16 saves in the first period. So we were in pretty good shape from that point forward. Yep. But he was great. He had 37 saves on 39 shot attempts. There you go. Very nice night for him. So we're going to try to keep that rolling. It is time, kids. It's Tuesday. Go ahead. I know you guys, your Monday overalls are on the floor. So get those out. Just you also just didn't play the sound effect, but you know. What? We won. Oh, well, well I didn't do it officially. Okay. I, I got there Fair officially. Uh, I got to go the whole thing. So it's, a, it's time. <laughs> You've thrown me. It is time once again to uh, put on your overalls, get your straw hat, climb aboard your John Deere. Uh, fire that bad boy up, kids, because uh, you know what time it is. It is time to what? Time to bet the farm, baby. Let's get to it. Let's bet the farm. All right, very good. Ma'am. Scott, we did have a bet the farm play yesterday. How did it go? We had Igor Shesterkin <laughs> over 31 and a half saves, and that was really never in doubt. Hey, paddle faster. I hear banjos. Yee-haw. All right, very good. We're going to try to keep that incredible winning streak going. It's one in a row, and now we're ready to keep that rolling. We're going to go back to the major league. Scott, what do you got cooked up for us here today? So we got a bit tired of taking favorites, so we're going to take a dog in this one. We're going to take the San Francisco Giants on the money line at plus 110 from our friends at Caesars. Giants have been playing really well lately. The Giants have won four of their last six games. Philadelphia, not so much. Uh, The Phillies have lost each of their last four games, and the Giants have the much better pitcher on the mound. You have Junis pitching for San Francisco. And on the road, he's been amazing. 10 and two-thirds innings pitched, 1.69 ERA. And you have Ranger Suarez pitching for the Phillies. Last two starts, not good. Seven and one-third innings pitched, 9.82 ERA. Not to even mention how awful Phillies, uh, Philadelphia's bullpen's been over the last couple of weeks. So the Giants should have a lot of opportunities to generate runs. And the Giants have done well in the head-to-head. San Francisco is 6-2 and two straight up in the last eight meetings. Plus money. For a Phillies team that's in the midst of a slump, let's put it that way, and that has a bullpen that blows every lead imaginable, we'll take the plus money. There you go. Solid play. That's going to do it for the farm. That's going to do it for the show. We appreciate you guys stopping by. As always, don't forget to check out all the great offerings here at the Max Razors Network. Don't forget to check out my premium plays and Scott and I doing our free pick videos every single day. You might want to check those out early in the morning. But... Until tomorrow, we're out of here. You guys have a great day. Uh, Good luck on all your plays, and we'll be back to do it again one more time manana, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Scott and I do our best to help you in that journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then. (laughs) 